Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We believe that no matter what, every person has the unconditional love and help of angels, our messengers from God. But we have to be willing to believe and we have to be willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, that we are shooting here in New Orleans is all about with the help of some amazing music and talent. If you're curious, visit us at theglitchmovie.com and take a look. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who's devoted to helping us make a divine connection. Stephanie Barton of Angels Insight is a premier psychic medium, spiritual teacher, and author. Through her lectures, books, and individual sessions, she illuminates the unseen world and serves as a link to the other side, to our angels, spirit guides, and our loved ones who have passed on. Stephanie's work has been featured on TV and radio. Her messages of love have a ripple effect around the world. She has written a number of inspirational books. In this interview, she will discuss her just published Facing Darkness, Finding Light, Life After Suicide. Through Angel's Insight, Stephanie provides daily inspirational posts on Facebook, circulates a monthly newsletter, and offers free meditations. Stephanie spoke to me from her home in Leewood, Kansas. Stephanie Barton of Angels Insight, it is so exciting to talk to you. You are one of my favorite angel people in the whole world, and I've had my experience with you, and I'm so glad I can share your talent and your gift with other people. All our listeners are eager to find out from you. Was there a defining moment when you connected with your angels? How has it been that your relationship with angels has come into your life? Well, it's an awesome question. And I would never, ever trade my angels for anything in the world. Because connecting with our angels is not just a gift, but it's such a privilege and an honor and it makes life sweet every single day. Uh, but for me, I don't know that there was one moment where the clouds parted and the light shined down through and I heard a heavenly chorus. It was instead, and maybe even more powerful for me, little daily miracles and signs and synchronicities, things that couldn't be just explained away by everyday typical circumstances, but that really helped me to know there was more to life than what just meets the eye. And that's what helped me start to embrace and feel comfortable with and confident in connecting with my angels for sure. Were you raised to believe in angels? What was your religious upbringing? Well, angels had a very interesting place in my life when I was growing up. I was raised in a fundamental Baptist church, and so angels came out in December and found their way to the top of the Christmas tree, and we sang about them in a couple of the Christmas songs. Yeah. And then around January 1st, angels sort of went back to the shelf and down to the basement, and mm -hmm. that was that. Yeah. Not that angels were disbelieved, but they weren't really a part of that culture. Mm -hmm. And so then as I began to step out on my own, I realized that not where angels just aren't this seasonal complement or decor. They're a force. They're messengers of love mm. that are accessible to us every day in our lives. Mm -hmm. How did you develop your 
communication with angels? Well, all of us have been wired with the ability to connect with our angels. Just as we all have a digestive system and a nervous system, we have an intuitive or an extrasensory system Mm -hmm. that helps us connect. For me, I've always been a very visual person. And even from the time I was little, I could see spirits or see beings that others, for whatever reason, weren't seeing or couldn't at that moment see. So for me, I started cultivating that inner vision and then accepting that what I saw when I looked out into the world was true for me. So it was connecting with my vision or asking to see more and then trusting what I see, trusting what I was seeing to know that that could guide me, that that was real for me instead of being afraid or doubting it or casting it aside. I embraced it, which I think was a very important thing for me. So you asked the angels to give you signs that you could trust them. Absolutely. That makes sense. That makes great sense. Sure. Can you give me an example of the signs that you would get? Well, and I'm from the show me state. I'm from Missouri. So that's what (laughs) I told my angels. I said, show me. This is my state motto. This is what I've been raised with. So uh-huh. you show me. Uh-huh. So as I was starting with offering sessions and then also just in my own understanding, I would ask the angels, if you're with me today, somehow show me a feather. Because that to me seemed like a very concrete, very specific, very tangible way that I could in a physical in a physical method, see that there was divine presence with me. Yes. And it was uncanny. In the middle of the living room floor, there was a white feather the day that I first asked for a sign. Oh, wow. That just gave me tingles. I love that. Yes. There were no doves molting in my living room. You know, it wasn't wasn't explainable in any ordinary way. Mm -hmm. And it was enough to catch my attention that there was something to this and I needed to trust. And then it grew and grew. And how, Stephanie, do you meditate? Do you, I, uh, certainly you pray. Can you, can you help us with how you go about in your connection? Well, at first when I was uh, cultivating some of my skills and becoming fluent in the language of angels, hmm. because angels do speak to us, not in English, but they speak to us in love. They speak to us through our hearts. So it is, in one sense, a different kind of language or a different way of using language because it's language we feel. It's not language that we just say with words. Mm. So when I was first learning this language, I did spend a lot of time listening and seeking out, and it was a very active form of meditation, Mm -hmm. almost in a sense a little more like prayer. Mm-hmm. But now that I have a deeper level of trust, rather than active meditations, I really enjoy just meditations of deep appreciation and just stepping back and taking in all the wonders and miracles in our world. Because, yeah, there are challenges and certainly there are concerns and problems. Yes. But there's solutions and there's hope and there are miracles and so my meditation practice is stepping out of the chaos and stepping into 
the uncompromising power of love Mm -hmm. and just filling myself with that so that when I go out into the world to do my work, I do it with the inspiration and the the power of love. You're offering solutions that are based on love. Yes, and that and that honor the world that we're in. Yes. Because I went through a phase, and, and I think all of us as spiritual students and seekers experience it from time to time to greater or lesser degrees, where, darn it, it is tough being in a physical body. Yeah. And it stinks going through some of the things we have to go through as people. Yeah. When my mom died, I couldn't imagine going on in some ways. It was like life just became so painful. Yeah. I thought this is not this is not for me. So after some time and a lot of prayer and a lot of healing and a lot of meditation, I began to realize that we are here on this world for good. We didn't come here to suffer. Not to say that we can escape uncomfortable situations, but what gifts can we embrace here in the physical world to remind us that spirit is here comforting us? And that we can use our physical experiences to grow instead of resisting those feeling like they hold us back. How do we use the world as a template or as a a palette to inspire us to grow? Mm. So when your mother passed away, were you already able to connect with people who have passed over, crossed over? In some ways, I was, but I never talked about it. I never really embraced it, and I certainly didn't understand understand it at all. How old were you, Stephanie, when you lost your mom? When I lost my mom, I had just turned 21. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I was still trying to figure out who I was and what my skills were. I was in nursing school at mm-hmm. the time and just, you know, growing and learning what my gifts were but in a very worldly perspective. Sure. But death will change your world forever. Yes. And so losing her in a physical way really pushed me in a spiritual and emotional way to figure out what these experiences were that I was having of seeing spirits and and, and connecting with the other side. When you and I had a reading, you gave me so much insight and so much uh, connection with my father. And it was unmistakably my dad. Uh, all of us want to know how, how, how do you do that? So first, when it comes to how, how do I connect? Yeah. I open my heart wide and completely and just really allow myself to listen and to appreciate and to celebrate those spirits on the other side because I have never met a spirit that I don't like. Uh. <laughs> They're all you know, on the other side. It's just so incredible how that inner beauty can just flow and just mm. burst through because we don't have those judgments against ourselves and we don't have those perceived limits. Yeah. We're unlimited on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate their wisdom and I celebrate their wit and I just want to know them and want to see them so that I can share their love with those on this side. And they want that just as much as I want it, if not more, because those we love and we've lost are still with us and they need us to know that. 
And so if I can provide validation and confirmation for that, I'm going to do it because it's so important. That's how I can serve the other side and be of service to those on this side. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So being a medium is kind of like being a bridge. Right. I get to span that space between the physical and the non-physical so that each person knows that love lives. It, it just doesn't end. Love lives. Now, can you describe the physical experience, what happens to you when you are mm-hmm. communicating? Well, it that's an interesting question, too, because there's no one particular way mm-hmm. that I connect for each person mm-hmm. because we're all so unique. So some spirits, when I talk to them, I just feel a lot of passion and I feel like this energy is just pushing and it feels really larger than life. And there's other spirits that I talk with them and I just feel so relaxed and I feel so calm, like someone's giving me a hug. So it's very, it's very specific to each spirit. It's incredible when we're on the other side. We have access to wisdom that is just dazzling. And that is one thing I love to do and to help with for people who have lost loved ones is to give them inspirations for a business idea or help them understand their life's purpose. Mm -hmm. I have a lady that I worked with several years ago and she had lost her father and was really struggling with her life path and what to do. And she wanted to start a business, but she was feeling unconfident. And he was so crystal clear in his guidance, even down to giving her a name for her business, which she immediately connected with the name and felt energized with his suggestion. And I got an email from her about a month ago she took the name, mm-hmm. she started the business, and now she's traveling all over the country helping people. Oh. And I love that oh. because that's what this is about. Uh. It's about helping people feel connected so they can carry on and do their work. Our loved ones are spirits. Our loved ones are not angels. Mm-hmm. Can Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And I think that that's a good thing Yeah, because we need different perspectives. We need different spiritual teachers. We need beings who've had a variety of experiences because every situation brings unique problems and there's, there's more to us than meets the eye. So our loved ones can guide us from a very human perspective. There's a lot of empathy and understanding and sensitivity to the human condition. Angels respect that and certainly recognize that they lift us up so that we can see something more. So there is a difference. Ah. But the difference is good. It's all just a flavor of love, though. It's a flavor of love. Well, that's beautiful. They're all different flavors of love. That's what I think of. I think of my spirit guides. You know, do you want the chocolate cake? Do you want the chocolate pie? Or do you want the cookie? Because it's all good. It just depends on what your mood is. You have a CD that you created, and it's called Got Afterlife. Yes. Okay. What is on the CD? Well, this is a, 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 it's an audio course, and it is about what happens when we make our transition. What do we experience when we leave the physical and move to the other side? And I, I taught that class and created that course 
it's a didactic experience because it's partly based on an examination of different spiritual beliefs, yes. different religious traditions. What do Christians think happened to us when we die? What do the Hindus believe about this process of death? So I've examined all the different major religious beliefs around death and that transition. And then I shared some of my experiences with the hundreds and hundreds of spirits that I've worked, the collective wisdom, the shared experiences, the common themes. Mm -hmm. Because with every session, I am a very curious person. So I ask these spirits, what happened to you when you made your dreams? What's it like over there? What, you know, so that I can gather that information and share it with people on this side to release some of that fear about death, mm -hmm. but also to understand there's a process that we go through. And do you have also suggestions for how people can tune in to their loved ones on the other side? It is the number one thing, and I know most people find this to be somewhat uh, counterintuitive, yeah. but the most powerful way to connect with the other side is to connect with your spirit, to take care of you, to connect with your inside. Because if you're pushing yourself, if you're tired, if you're running ragged and not eating properly, mm -hmm. if you're constantly saying negative things towards yourself, mm -hmm. you're depleting your energy. And, and that is not beneficial in helping to build that bridge and to facilitate that connection with the other side. Oh, so if you that's want to feel more connected, yeah, if you want to feel more connected to your loved ones, get some rest, take a walk, love yourself, be gentle, accept that grief is a process, mm -hmm. that it's a journey, and that not every day is easy. But by nurturing your own heart, by taking good care of yourself, that strengthens your spirit. And so then you can feel more strongly connected to their spirits too. But the connection to the other side comes from the inside. And we have to learn to take good care of ourselves. It's like you have to, you're, you're a radio tuner and the tuner mm -hmm. has to be, it has to be working, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. And I see. sometimes it feels, I think that can be difficult because Often to, and, and this is where I feel a lot of honor and a great privilege in being able to serve. Because there are many times when we are so grief-stricken, and in those, those moments after death, and grief can last years and years and years. But sometimes I work with clients who, if they have the connection, then they'll feel peace, and then there's a relief where they can start taking care of themselves again. Yeah. So if it takes that one connection, if it takes that one conversation, that one sign yes. to to turn the corner, then so be it. That's where I want to serve. Mm -hmm. But I think from that moment on, it's our individual responsibilities to take the best of care of our own hearts and to really honor who we are as beautiful children of light and who are very so very loved by God. That's what cultivates and grows that connection to the other side. When we take care of us, we connect with them. We tune in mm -hmm. to that frequency of love that's on the other side. There is this thing called reincarnation, and you have mm -hmm. another CD that you created about reincarnation. Now, I get a little confused because if spirits are hanging around, I mean, mm -hmm. and, okay, and I this probably has to do about time or something. 
How is the reincarnating, how does that life after life work if we want that spirit to hang around? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't too confusing a question. (laughs) Okay. No, not at all. Okay. And I think it's a great question. And, and here's where you have to open your mind and, and step back from black and white or all or nothing. There's not a really neatly defined, clear-cut answer. But what I will tell you is that as spirits, we are unlimited and we are eternal. And and there's no container that limits us. So when my mom made her transition, some of her essence was still alive in me, just like her genetic material was was part of me. Mm-hmm. And then that essence... And the physical stuff is passed down to my children. So part of our spirit is always here on this side. Mm-hmm. It's memories. It's the it's the moments that we share with those we love that they hang on to. That, that allows our essence to still be here on this side. Wow. So part of us is here and there and everywhere. There's just no doubt. Mm-hmm. Then looking at looking at it deeper as far as past lives or reincarnation, there's a process and the cycle that we go through as individual souls where we reflect and we restore and we revitalize and then when the time is appropriate when the time is right we can focus our consciousness into a new body into a different time Mm -hmm. and then experience what we call incarnation However, it's typically a, a good number of years before we would concentrate our essence into a new body. And so it would be generations after we've made one physical appearance before we re-emerge from the other side. Do you help us to understand why we should be understanding our past lives? Well, yes, and here's just on a personal note. Yeah. I was incredibly, incredibly resistant to the concept of past lives because I remember when I was about eight years old, I was at church on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. and the pastor held up this book and started talking about the devil had inspired this horrible, horrible woman to write this book, and this was evil, and it was... Shirley MacLaine's book oh out on my the gosh. Wow. about past lives. Right. And that he was so vehement and so charismatic in talking about that, it scared me. And I determined right then and there, I don't know what past lives are, but I don't want to go there. I won't. It's too scary. I, it's evil. So I yeah. shut that down. Yeah. And that was one of my agreements with my angels or one of the things that I had express is okay i'll do sessions and i'll gladly talk to spirits but please don't make me talk about past lives because i just i just don't believe in that it's too much for me mm-hmm. well my third session that i offered where someone came to me for messages her very first question was i'm always curious about past lives mm. <laughs> and i said uh, oh of course uh, you have of course you have here we go course. 
here we go. Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, we'll talk about that later. But right now, let's focus on your loved ones on the other side. And that was fine. She was satisfied. Uh-huh. But wouldn't you know it, the very next day, my first client said, I've always been curious about past lives. <laughs> and I said, of course okay. you are. Of course you are. <laughs> why, okay. would, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> so then I realized it's time for me to let go of my fears, to do what I would ask others to do, to have an open mind yeah. and to explore this, not from a place of fear, but to explore this with a desire to learn and a desire to grow so that if there's something for me to heal or if there's something for me to teach, that I can do that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started the journey of studying the same thing as with the the Got Afterlife course. I talk about reincarnation in the Hindu belief, reincarnation from the Buddhist perspective, reincarnation in Christianity, Uh and the evolution that the thinking has under underwent through through the centuries and then talked about some of my experiences and and at the end of the course there's a guided past life regression which is really enlightening and certainly very helpful and I think it's valuable because sometimes we have things that are just stuck in our lives or we have patterns that we just can't break And there's something in the human consciousness about understanding why. If you know why you do something, suddenly you've got some power to change it. Sure. And that's what the value in reincarnation and past lives is from my understanding and from a therapeutic point of view working with clients is that if you can answer the why, then you can start to change. It gives you some power so that you can overcome those obstacles and and break those patterns for good. If a person has been had a past life where they were persecuted for speaking up, yeah, that was a very high cost to pay in that lifetime for being vocal. Yeah, so they there's a memory of that somewhere inside us. It's it's in our soul, and so. In this lifetime, perhaps we are afraid to speak up because what if someone persecutes us or judges us? So we keep all that truth and all that imagination, all those beautiful words inside. But if we can understand that it's not about what's going to happen now, it's about a memory of then, Mm -hmm. then we can free ourselves from that and liberate it, be liberated from the fear so we can learn to speak and live fully Mm -hmm. instead of just out of the shadows of fear. So you have some online courses that are devoted to working with angels, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And now, the online courses, all, everything we're talking about is offered through Angels Insight, correct? Mm-hmm. Through your website? It, it, okay. It's all on my website. My website's the little hub. It's a little hub. <laughs> <my> hub. Yes. <laughs> uh, how do we awaken to amazing angels? What is that course? That course is a 21-day spiritual overhaul that helps us really get down to the nitty-gritty of who angels are, what they're about, the essence of their being, why they're here to serve us. And it is just, I was so inspired creating that course and love that course because it really 
helps each person not only feel confident about connecting with their angels, but feel peaceful and feel the joy and the ease in connecting because we're already connected. Whether or not you accept it or understand it or even utilize it, you're connected. You just are. So this course really gives a lot of solid information about spiritual inspiration. And I think it's a really neat thing to embark upon. There's meditations, there's video, there's workbook, there's um, questions and answers. Because it, it is it is a relationship. It's a conscious relationship that we can build mm-hmm. with our angels and guides. And that course is designed to help cultivate that and to grow that and strengthen that. Do you have a sense of, is there a general feeling of more and more people reaching out to connect? Do you feel that? Do you experience that? I absolutely do. I think that we're in a time in our human history and in our development, certainly culturally, but I think globally too, where we feel more empowered to trust our inner wisdom instead of looking to the outside to be guided. We need to have the inner awareness of our own personal truth. It's not enough just to sit back and say, oh, well, the king said that. Oh, well, the government said that. Oh, well, the doctor said that. Sure. They can say what they need to say and bless them and and just know that they're saying their words. But we are each responsible for listening to our inner wisdom and for living from that truth. And when we can do that, our lives become miraculous. They become truly inspired lives. So we're not just existing, but we're learning how to live fearlessly and boldly. That's what we came here to do. Now, you have... These you have these wonderful books that you've written. I have a pocket full of angels that I dip into almost daily. I tune into your Facebook page daily and receive your your you you're creating angels insight your messages almost daily, aren't you? I do. I do. That's my that's my. I'm just dedicated to that because even if nobody reads it, I'm still going to do it because it's my way of sharing my love and, and offering hope, just being, being that place of consistency. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one thing I'm dedicated to is consistency. I just want to remind every day here is love. Here is love because we need that. You know, there's so much chaos and there's so much upheaval. Things change in an instant. So for me to be consistent and steady here is love, I think that's a very important thing. And I'm happy to do that because I am here to serve. And your Facebook page is also called Angels Insight? It is, yes. And is it open? Is it private? How does? Oh, it- no, no. It's an open page. And, and I welcome anyone and everyone to glance through and to soak it up. It's definitely an expression of my love. Are you creating another book? Are you working on anything right now? Well, my um, my book, my newest book, will be released in March 21st, so we're just a couple of weeks away. Oh, wow. Can you talk about it? Oh, yes. Oh, please. Great. Great. Uh, this is the book. It's called Facing Darkness, Finding Light. And it's a book about what happens to those souls who commit suicide. Oh, wow. 
Because very early in my career as a medium, I began to, number one, realize that suicide is far more common than what we realize. And yet no one talks about it. It's just sort of there but under the rug because it's so painful and it hurts so much. It's really hard for people to bring to bring a voice to it. Yeah. So then those who are left behind by suicide are so, not only can they not talk about it, but there's so much fear and doubt about what happens to those souls on the other side. Great concern, of course. It is. And, and religion doesn't have a lot of clear answers. And, you know, there's still a lot of misconceptions and misbeliefs about that. So what I was guided and inspired to do was to really open my heart to those souls who had committed suicide and to learn from them and to share messages from them and then to bring this into a book to provide comfort for those who have been left behind in the wake of suicide. So the book is really divided into three parts. Mm -hmm. The, The first part is about the souls who've moved forward. The second part is about the experience of those left behind. And then the third portion of the book is how to connect. So it's how do we, as the bereaved, build those bridges of trust and comfort and peace in connecting with the other side. So it's I'm very proud of the book. And it's uh, I've got endorsements from true spiritual leaders whom I deeply respect. Daniel Brinkley is one. Mm. Linda Howe read the book and endorsed it. So Wonderful. I'm really so happy to be able to share it and my prayer is that it will provide comfort to many 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 people who have not received a voice and who haven't felt comforted after suicide that is wonderful and the name of the book again is called facing darkness facing darkness finding light finding light and where will we is it going to be an ebook is it going to be hardcover how are you publishing it is um, available. The easiest way to purchase it is Amazon. It's Amazon. on Amazon.com. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, it's through Findhorn Publishing. Oh, Findhorn. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and hey. congratulations. Thank you. Oh, so that's they wonderful They have publisher. those distribute the book and ship it out. And mm-hmm. I know it will be available in bookstores too. And then you can find the link to Amazon on my website to buy the book as well. Uh, but I'm really very excited to be able to bring bring assistance or bring comfort to those people because there is hope and suicide can be devastating Mm -hmm. even more so than sometimes other no death is easy but suicide is particularly painful yes i want this book to be comforting to people who who need that that is a great service i i know families who have lost a loved one through suicide and it's racks them and yes. it also it also can set up a, a, an environment where suicide is sometimes people opt out yes. for suicide again and yes. again yeah yeah right and i address that in the book i'm yes. glad you that's, do because that's, that's terrifying to me it is it's it becomes a learned behavior yes. in families and that is that is extremely important that we start to talk about that and examine that and then offer alternatives so that that doesn't become the means of dealing with problems, yeah. that there are other resources available. That is absolutely in the book for sure. Oh, great, Stephanie. Now, 
before we stop, I'd like to ask you if there's anything that you feel that our angels need expressed to our listeners in the way, what does the world need to hear from our angels? Oh my gosh. It's, it's absolutely ringing loud and clear to me when you ask that question. Thank you. It's believe in miracles. Oh, believe in miracles. And if you want to be even more succinct, you could just say, believe, believe. Oh, great. Believe, believe. Angels are not a concept. They're not just a notion or some kind of silly whim. Angels are a force for love. They're powerful, they're protective, and they are here to serve us. They're real. And so absolutely believe. Stephanie Barton, I hope we talk again soon. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Sherry. And you as well. Thank you for bringing your message out because the world is ready. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Go love, huh? Go angels. go angels. If you liked this recording and benefited from it, please, for heaven's sake, share it with your friends. If you loved it and want to hear more, go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash how to connect with angels, where you can listen and subscribe. Thank you so much.